0: Shame is a powerful emotion that most of us seem to deal with in our lives. There are many situations that can cause shame. Uh, Typically, though, it it sort of rises when we've done something wrong, right? Or we feel we've done something wrong. For me, uh, when I feel shame, it's kind of like a whole mix of feelings. But I would describe it as a mix of uh, embarrassment, you know, oh, done, oh, just make this big, you know, embarrassment and disgust. It's a a kind of feeling like, um, you idiot, you know, oh, (laughs) you felt that? You want to crawl into your shell? (laughs) Go and hide away in a cave for the rest of your life? Uh, Many of you have probably heard of the author Brene Brown, who's dedicated her whole life, really, to, to studying shame and, and associated uh, feelings. and uh, She says that uh, she makes an important distinction between guilt and shame. She says guilt is uh, the feeling when you've done something wrong, I've done something wrong, and, and, and shame, on the other hand, says I am wrong. Right? Shame makes us feel like we are flawed like we're unworthy of belonging and love. What makes shame so powerful uh, and therefore so problematic is that it it has its own mind. Shame uh, has this capacity to justify itself to us. It justifies why it should be there, and it can be very convincing. (laughs) It can be very hard to argue with our shame, right? It convinces us why we're wrong, why we're bad, why we're unworthy. The other thing about shame is that, like other emotions, it doesn't require us to be fully conscious of it. It can just be operating under the surface. It can be shameful without even realising it. It can be feeling unworthy and wrong and bad without even being fully conscious. So... Shame is problematic. It can be quite destructive. Uh, but what I wanna, wanna also say today is that uh, shame can be a wonderful gift if we know what to do with it. Now, why do I say that? Well, as we heard today in our psalm, the Lord hears the cry of the poor. And shame is a very, very real poverty. You know, when the psalmist talks about being poor. He's not just talking about physical poverty, you know, uh, you know, lack of money. There's all kinds of poverty that we experience in our life and shame can be a very uh, deep one. And, 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 and the reason why shame is such a great poverty is because it, it's, it's an emotion that we can't do a lot about. We can't just fix shame like that. You might even see the greatest therapist, and you can't do a lot about shame. See, shame uh, points us to our need for God, for mercy, for, for the gift of salvation. And so shame is a gift because if we acknowledge it, if we acknowledge this, this, this deep poverty, and if we invite God into it, then it can be a tremendous way that we encounter the mercy of God. The, the power of God's salvation. Healing touch. Some of the great stories of, uh, of conversion, you know, think of St. Paul and many throughout history, St. Augustine, have, have been uh, people who have encountered God in their shame and, 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 and found God lifting them out of their shame. And Jesus is saying something similar today. He says, uh, The tax collectors and the prostitutes will get in ahead of you, <laughs> you religious people. Why? Because they're so conscious of their sin and their shame, whereas the religious people we sort of we sort of we're not always conscious of it, right? We think we're doing pretty good, and, you know. We're, <laughs> we don't embrace our poverty like those big sinners often do. Now, why am I talking about shame? Well, <laughs> in the first reading today, uh, the prophet Zephaniah, he's looking forward to the time when God's going to deliver his people, right? And this is what he says, When that day comes, you need feel no shame for all the misdeeds you have committed against me. It's the promise of the Lord that he will deal with our shame. This first reading today is really uh, summarised in our psalm. The psalmist says, The Lord turns his face against the wicked to destroy their remembrance from the earth. Now, when the psalmist is talking about the wicked, he doesn't mean those who have made mistakes, those who have sinned. He, he means those people, yes, who have made mistakes and sinned, but have not humbled themselves before God. They're the wicked ones. They're, they're the ones that, that will not uh, avail themselves of God's mercy. They will not humble themselves. And so the psalmist says the Lord will destroy their remembrance from the earth. Now, I think the better way, of understand, the way we should understand this is that not that God will punish us and destroy us is that we, we destroy ourselves because we, we, we will not turn to the mercy of the Lord, right? We will not acknowledge our poverty. But on the other hand, the psalmist goes on to say, but the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Those whose spirit is crushed, he will save. So that's in the, the invitation for us, huh? It's the paradox of our Christian life, that it's, it's by being crushed, by acknowledging our poverty, by facing our pain, that we find uh, salvation and healing and life.